Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. You're live on the Talking Point. It's 17 after 10. And the business that we're profiling for today belongs to Sonto Bowe. She's a founder of Native Child Hair and Body Care Products. Sonto, good morning to you. Morning, morning, Kathy. Morning. It's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Let's talk a little bit about your business, Native Child Hair and Body Care Products. What do you do? Exactly that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Nathan Child is basically um, a brand that has taken a niche uh, positioning in the market to cater uh, a plant-based, so good quality products um, for people of color. And when did you start your business, Sonto? Um, I mean... Officially, officially, uh, we started trading late 2015, early 2016. But this has been, you know, living and being Mm. a dream of mine for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Why did you decide to get into business? Um, I I think business chose me. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Um, In terms of uh, personality-wise, I think I, I, I like my freedom. I love to create. Um, I, I, I it, it literally chose me. There was an opportunity, uh, which I felt like, uh, or rather, a gap in the market, which I felt like wasn't being made. I had my own frustration, mm-hmm. and once I figured the solution for me, and people started looking at my hair, mm-hmm. um, I then was able to expand it into a business. You know, I did as a teenager. You know. Ha- play with the thought it would be great to develop my own products but at the time I had no clue that it would even be possible um, I had no one to look up to so it wasn't really something I would say um, you know I knew for sure this is what I would do mm-hmm. uh, but it, you know uh, like most things they come full circle it eventually kind of caught up with me and um, I felt the stronger need to leave corporate or you know wherever I was at the time to then follow this dream of mine. Uh, so, so just to understand you correctly, Sondo, your business effectively evolved out of a solution to a problem Correct. that you had been facing in your Correct. own life. So talk Correct. to me a little bit more then about your own journey with hair. And, you know, it, it's important because last, just last year, <laughs> we saw some of... Um, you know, the developments that we had around clicks and how they were positioning in particular black women's hair in their advertising and that caused quite a huge uproar. Yeah. And, and and one of the things that, that, that happened was that just in, in the comments and, and, and people calling into the show, some people didn't understand why it was such a big deal and they actually mm-hmm. felt like the matter was being blown out of proportion like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. you guys are just being dramatic but perhaps share your own hair journey with us so that it it can also give people who have a different experience the context of where such a problem stems from and and why it would be problematic uh, to actually advertise hair in a particular way i'm glad you you sort of touched on that because me being a black woman having grown up as a black child black teenager um very few spaces did we find to celebrate who we are, how we were born. 
you know. We, you know, with the whole era of relaxers, uh, I'm not bashing, by the way, anyone who's relaxing. Mm. But if you really look at it, um, it focuses on changing who you are to uh, ease that. And, and the messaging, uh, we, we know, with all those uh, 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 companies or whatever, the brands that were selling your relaxers, it's easier to handle it this. You know, and sometimes when if you went to work in an afro, it's untidy. I know at school we had to fight to wear braids. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it's like, no, it's not appropriate for school. That's, and it, it really just comes out of, I think, such rules and, and things come out of ignorance and not really knowing or understanding um, what we have to deal with on a daily basis. And that is why Native Child was created, the actual name itself. For me, I wanted to create uh, a brand where if you, you look at something on shelf, Number one, you can immediately identify it with, and also um, feel a sense of pride and being comfortable in who you are, and, and that it's okay. Mm-hmm. I've always loved um, the texture of my own hair um, when it's in its natural state. I felt like if it was relaxed, it just looked a little bit thin, but people are not the same. And, and so for me, I just find myself frustrated not having found anything in the market at the time. Um, that was able to assist me with that. So I literally had to, um, you know, create something from scratch way before going natural was mm. a thing. Mm. Um, and, and so for me, I think it's very important. To, I mean, even if you go to our page, we are celebrating the look of a black child, of a black woman, of a black man, because those spaces were not always um, there and available, so then we have to create our own. Mm-hmm. And again, like I say, it's not to bash anyone who prefers to to have a different look, but for those who want to, we are saying it's okay. We are here and it's available. But more more than anything, for me, I think um, once I really started digging and doing my own research, it concerned me that the products that were available to the masses we're actually doing so much harm to our health, we don't even know it. Mm. And so um, I then took it upon me to make sure that whatever I'm creating is kind to the body, it's kind to the planet that we are living in, so that we are not creating a, a, a bigger issue long term. Mm. It's one thing to be able to be comfortable with your own journey and, you know, where you are at, but getting society to come along is something else. Talk to me about the experiences that you're referencing where you say, you know, you're told in a corporate space that this hair is not really the most appropriate hair that you can have for the space that you're working in. I think it really comes out of... um <laughs> a place of maybe um, I don't think all all um, experiences are racially inclined, mm. but it does come from a place of uh, prejudice. Um, and so, it's important at some point to stand up and say, "But why? Mm. Why? Um, if it doesn't, if it doesn't affect my intelligence, my output at work, my what, what is the real issue? Um, and so it's important to. I mean, we are such a diverse uh, um, country, 
and we've come out, we know where we come from. Uh, unfortunately, some of these roots um, are still there when it comes to the way people will express themselves. Yes, mm-hmm. in terms of the law, um, you know, you can no longer say, I won't employ you because you're black, I won't do this because you're black, but it will still, you'll still find it, you know, nuances of it here and there. And so it's up to everyone in whatever industry that you're in to be able to challenge those thought patterns and make people aware. Because sometimes I know that people are completely not aware. Like you say, people are like, but wait, why is it an issue? Why are people blowing this thing out of proportion um, when it actually is problematic and it is an issue? So wherever you are, you do your And I feel like we as Native Child, we're doing our bit in our space. Mm. To be able to make a product is one thing, but to get it to the standard where you can start, you know, approaching retailers to put it in their stores is a whole other journey. Speak to me about your experience with trying to get your product accessible, at least to the majority of South Africans. Um, Everything, uh, you have to start small. And I think we need to also speak about um, excellence in everything that we do. So make sure that by the time you're trying to approach your retailers for whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you're doing, that you've done proper research, um, you've kind of proven the the model. Uh, With us, uh, for me, my initial dream, I think I was like way ahead for SA. You know, I started off online. I had this dream that I'd be selling these products online because, you know, the world is moving online. This was way back in 2015. And uh, I got a shock that, you know, SA was not really there yet. Mm. We mm. were assisted, obviously, by COVID. But um, for me, the initial thought was online, online, online. But when I realized that people keep asking, oh, I see it's available online. But what about which store can I get it in? I then started approaching retailers. The big ones simply just told me, sorry, you're too small. Uh, build your brand. Once we see the figures, we see the numbers, then you can come back to us. Mm. Uh, and that's the reality. It's because, I mean, at the end of the day, they're in the business of making money. They're not there to test your, 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 your theory, your, your business. You need to do that yourself. So I had to, with my team, to make sure that we are growing and we are spreading the word out there. We're working on customer service. The product is actually doing what it's not supposed to. We're taking customer feedback and improving where we need to. So that by the time we went to the retailers, it was an easy decision. Mm. Um, not all doors were open at once, but at least you need one door to open. And I found, for me personally, once one door opens, and um, it's almost as if, you know, uh, they say, oh, wait. She's in there. We also want her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Doors, and yeah. then other doors started opening as well. And and which retailers are your products available in today, Sonto? So we are um, at Pick and Pay. We are at Clicks. We are at Eppermans. Um, we are at Game. Wellness Warehouse. And you you are basically taking over. That's what it sounds <laughs> like. <laughs> we are going. So, I'm so grateful. Um, it hasn't been an easy road. I don't want to make it sound as if you know, you just you just arrive. Mm. No, you don't you don't just arrive. You actually have to put in the work. Um, it's it's difficult to balance everything, to balance staff, to balance 
pricing to balance, but you know, many before I've done it, it looks like we are, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> figuring it out, mm-hmm. and many will be able to do so as well. So, um, it, it hasn't been a difficult journey for sure, but it's very fulfilling to see the brand growing as it is. I suppose in many respects, Sonto, South Africa is also ready for your product right now because when we look at the evolution of our society, we also have more uh, black women in particular opting to go for their natural hair and really, you know, taking that step to find products that will work better with their natural hair versus just going to relax because that's what you've been taught to do uh, since you were a child. Yes, uh, for sure. I think um, you're right in saying that there's very much a sense of awareness happening at the moment. Mm. A lot of our work um, has to do with educating and education. So people will say, actually, I'm, I'm exhausted with relaxing or my hairline is not coming back. I'm cutting my hair. Also, a lot of our work is, 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 is in the educating. And I found it actually quite, I've been taken aback that um, Santo, so I'm going to I'm I'm going to interject there just for a bit. We'll continue no our conversation. It's ten thirty. Nandika Biokas is standing by with your latest headlines. We'll continue with Santa Bowe. She's the founder of Native Child Hair and Body Care Products. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. We continue our conversation. This is a regular feature, SMME Talk, and we're featuring um, the founder of Native Child Hair and Body Care Products, Asanto Bowe. She's been telling us about how she's been able uh, to grow her business, literally from, uh, you know, having to put concoctions together for her own hair, her own natural hair, and being able to grow that into what is now a business that uh, produces hair and body products that are available at different retailers across the country. So when one just looks at the reach that, that you have, it's it's quite incredible. I mean when you look back at your journey, are you are you surprised that you, you've managed to come as far as you have? Um I think you know, even though it was on my list, right? We all do these lists, these dream lists. You know, once I started I would love to be in this store and this store and but once it starts happening, I still feel like an uh, it still feels like an out of body experience. Mm. Um, and, and so I, I'm shocked, really. I know <laughs> that wow, we actually are, are are in there, and it seems like we're growing at such a a rapid rate at the moment. Where there were months where we were begging to be in one store for literally a whole year. Mm. Um, and now we are at a stage where, you know, some of the retailers are the ones that are now calling us because now they see what we were telling them two, three years ago, that you, this is a, a huge opportunity. This is a need for South Africans. This is a need for mothers with, with kids. This is a need for females, but they were not seeing it. Um, so being now there, I don't think we've arrived, but it's a humbling experience and I'm eternally grateful Mm. for it. Do you foresee this project going international? We already are. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more. Tell me more. We already are. Like, meaning we're already outside the borders of SA. Like, Mm. we're already 
in Botswana, uh, uh, Namibia, uh, Swaziland, so the African countries, we are already in Ghana. And uh, we already uh, have a, a little bit, not huge, but a little bit of footing in the U.S. And because we have an online store, we are already shipping worldwide. So I think it's a matter of time um, before Native Child is a household name, meaning everyone is fully aware of who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we really are incredibly grateful for uh, our customers for us and, and the people who've really um, made the brand what it is. Oh, what an incredible story. It's just, it, it's remarkable what you have been able to do. You know, anybody who's ever tried to do business before uh, can have an appreciation for just how difficult it is to get pro- products, like Sonto was saying, in forget one retailer but to have multiple retailers calling you saying look uh, we want your products on the shelves that is really incredible uh, so i've got a couple of whatsapp voice notes for you i'm going to mm-hmm. begin just with this one uh and i believe it's a question for you okay hi kathy noble here i just wanted to ask um the director of native child if she has any educational background um into creation of these uh, products if she studied anything related to her business now um, especially when it comes to the making of the products thank you all right that's the question Santo. okay yes so so initially I, I i went into the engineering field and i studied quantity surveying but once i decided this would be something i would pursue i then dropped it and went and did cosmetic science so yes um, I did have, I do have um, uh, background into what I'm doing, and I have even served on the board and in the education committee, Coschem. And and for me, I think it was important to to have the know-how mm-hmm. because a business you can start, yes, and have other people do it for you. That's another way of doing it. But for me, I wanted to to be hands-on and to have the know-how. So absolutely, I I have the educational background. Mm-hmm. And, and and when when you decided to then do cosmetic science, does that mean that in making these products you are less reliant on other people and you're able to do at least in, in as far as ingredients is concerned, you're able to play around with those yourself? Yes, that's exactly what it means. Mm. Now you still um, consult with industry experts, people who've been there way longer than you have, but you are not a hundred percent reliant on outside people, you are able to still do most of the work, if not all of the work yourself. Ah, Santo, thank you so much for coming onto the show today and for, um, you know, sharing your incredible story with us. So um, if you want to get in touch with her, uh, you can go to their website or rather if you want to uh, buy some of their products, it's nativechild.co and you'll find a whole array of products there. I'm seeing now under Body K, they have avocado soap that you can buy. There's aloe vera and mint soap. So uh, they are working overtime (laughs) at Native Child to bring us just different options to uh, the market. Really incredible work. And Santo, good luck with your business. And thank you so much for coming on to the show today. So much for having me. All right. Sonto she's the founder of Native Child Hair and Body Care Products. You know, I just, I love speaking to um, South Africans who are shaping things 
in the way that Sonto is, uh, because it's just it's so remarkable the, the stories and you, like I was saying earlier, I think we we can we often take for granted just what it takes to be able to have your product in every single store. And we've spoken to entrepreneurs who have tried and and have not been successful, but somebody like Sonto has been successful. And if you're out there still trying, um, I hope that you know you are learning from her own story and that you're encouraged by her story because she, she it shows that it is possible. You know, it shows that it is possible. It may be hard at first, but, you know, you've got to just keep going at it until that breakthrough comes. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And after this, we'll be speaking to uh, the property. uh, We'll be speaking on the property market, the the sector uh, rather. And we'll be looking at what the impact of the finance minister, Tito Mboweni's speech is going to be on the sector and their general response to it.